Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Hello, hello, in a police convertible. <laughs> I'm still singing we, it. I'm still singing it now. We had quite a few messages about this, pointing out that, amongst other things, the British police have had convertibles. Um, oh. A listener, a listener called Adam was one of the people who wrote in and uh, said my dad told me about the time in the 60s when he was young and in his first car a mark one catina did you just say did you say you said a mark one catina ford catina um (laughs) i don't don't know where that came from uh he decided to have a bit of fun with a daimler sp250 dart only to end up getting pulled by it and finding out it was a met police car doing some research it seems they had a few as high speed pursuit cars problem is is back in the 60s you have to say it like that you have to go close to the microphone and you have to say it with a slight sort of speech of course things were very different in the 60s the 60s Um, yeah and so what i was going to say was surely the said dame ladart had a bell on the bonnet that was the size of a dustbin and it was glinting in the sun. You're like, oh, I wonder if that's a police car. What with it having a church bell on the bonnet? Because a lot of them had an actual bell. <laughs> yes, they did, didn't they? Or, or one of those, uh, like a bell from a from a 60s school that they would use to get oh, the kids in from playtime. In the, in the 60s. 60s. Although they used to do that in the 80s when I was at primary school as well. So well I, really used to, yeah, I used to get nominated as the bell ringer, which... Um, Bellboy. Yeah, and I used to enjoy it. <laughs> no, Johnny, we need you to end playtime with the bell. So you're very much the school bell end. I am. I am the ender of the bells. <laughs> I um, well, so we the the the, the U two song that isn't really that lyric um, mm. got me got me remembering after my my French my French um, extravaganza that I did for car content. There was something yes. else that happened, Richard. Oh, yeah. Which involves a song. So I don't know if you've seen it or anybody's seen it. I think it came out, or the, the, the renders came out in 2019, of a, a, um, a modern iteration of the Citroen H-Fan, like a body yes. body cladding on a, a modern Citroen... Uh, I don't know what yeah, size van jumper it is. or whatever they call them. Yeah, yeah, you know, the kind of the medium van, the transit-esque sized van. Yeah. So this company is based in Italy, and the guy who runs the company is um, a Citroen aficionado, OBS, and he's developed it all. And I actually, without knowing it, was talking to him at this event I was at um, in France. But I feel slightly bad because half a day before that, I'd seen him in the gang of people that we were in. We were at an ice racing event. Hmm. And I'd pointed him out to a couple of people I was with and said, have you seen that guy's moustache, A? And then, <laughs> and, and then, and then B, I, it suddenly hit me like a, a huge neon light bulb. I went, oh, my gosh, 
Remember that eighties song that um, "Live Is Life" by Opus, which yes, which only gets played in German bars by the Nurburgring these days. According yes, to my but on personal, a loop, on a loop. Yeah. That's my own personal experience. Um, so that song, that if you if you if you look at the the um, the lead singer in <laughs> if you look at the lead singer in the in the music video, this guy, I kid you not, looks exactly the same. Oh. He okay. looks exactly the same to the point where we had to look it up, and but we no one. He was such a lovely bloke, but nobody dared ask if he really was the lead singer in Opus at some point forty years ago. But I think if he is, that's brilliant. What a diversification! Go from eighties kind of pub foot stamping hit, yeah. <laughs> to glass fiber wizardry. <laughs> I think it's it's fantastic. You did? Did you get to go in one of his vans or ask him for a rendition of his song? I've had a look at the van. Um, I am going to feature one of the vans because I think they're amazing, and um, they do a couple of versions now. Um, for the purposes of of the listeners doing the listen, I think it's called the Type H. Let me just find the website because it's um, it's a really lovely have, thing. I have, um, while you're doing that uh, also on the um police cars oh, tip yes uh, a listener i won't say their name but uh, he said uh, having heard your chat about odd police cars for a good while while i was in the job in inverted commas i used to love it when they said that on the bill uh, my mate and i would see who could find the oldest car to use for a night shift this was 2009 to 2017 he was in the job and um he, he says, the job. I thought I'd won when I dug out a last-generation escort from the depths of the county. What? But then, but then his friend managed to find an M-Reg Peugeot 405 from God knows where. That's pretty impressive. 2009 to 2017, and he, he dug out a 90s Peugeot 405. So it was still, still leg- sort of- legally being used as a cop car. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, the, it's the good money saving. The car was still on the job. Yeah, well, I suppose... I wonder if some cars have sort of unusually low mileages for their age for some reason, and therefore it's decided just to keep them hanging around as a backup. Well, I like um, that. I like that idea if you take each car on a case-by-case basis rather than, oh, it's just... It's four years old now. Let's just get rid. Well, yeah. You know, condition, not um, not mileage. That's right. And all of those sort of things. No. Uh, also, since we're talking about this, you know, we were sort of saying about random blue lights. We've had quite a few messages about that. There's one from a listener called Leo who says, I have a friend who's in the SAS and he has blues, but not sure if sirens, on his single cab Hilux. What? It's old and crusty and totally nondescript. It was fitted by the boys, in inverted commas, and they put it on whatever <laughs> you drive. It's there to get to Hereford Base quickly. What, a, a scraggy he, old Hilux? Surely if you're in the... Yeah. Did you say he's in the SAS? Yeah, apparently. Surely they'd have to have a word and go, look, I know it's a Hilux, I know they're very reliable, but is that going to get there when we need you? Because when we mm. need you, we bloody well need you. Now, what, Leo says that his friend finds misuse conversations quite dull and doesn't entertain what we would all do when given such powers. That's uh, probably why I'm not in the SAS yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought people in the SAS weren't supposed to tell you they were in the SAS. They just went, oh, yeah, I've got a desk job. Maybe just Arifin, times have changed now. Maybe, maybe just, yes, the more, more inclusive special forces. You just go, yeah, uh, yeah I'm in the Secret in the Service. Yeah. It's, it's mostly paperwork these days. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and looking at the internet to see who's up to bad stuff. Yeah. Um, the um, now the look. I, I, I don't listen. know where to begin with this because we have had so many messages about your Tesla body swap idea mm. that I don't know where to begin. For people who didn't hear last week's podcast, you were suggesting you'd like to find a crashed Tesla Model 3. Well, I got offered one, didn't I? And I'm living in regret because I sort of seesawed on the decision and it went. And it mm. was a Model 3 that was fully functional, but with no glass doors, bonnet, boot, or any other interior apart from the dash. Yeah. Uh, but it did work. And uh, it was 12 grand. I was three years old. Mm. And I was kind of, is that, mm. is that lunacy or is that genius? And I was sort of seesawing. And it went, it mm. sold. And I'm, I'm a bit peed off on myself for not, for not pulling the trigger. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, pull, a, pull that um, trigger on that purchase. So, well, so you said, yeah, you'd love to have got a crashed but working Model 3 and then just put an sort of untrusting car body from... Yeah. From yesterday, full classic or sort of modern classic, but something, something uh, I could use weather. as a family car. Yeah, yeah. But crucially, we thought perhaps it would um, it would save you a bit of time if the wheelbase of whatever you chose <laughs> matched or nearly matched <laughs> that of a Tesla Model Three, and Stop which uh, we established that the. Here, based on the Tesla Model 3, is uh, 2,875 millimetres. And so yeah. people have drenched us oh, gosh. with thoughts have, on this. Have, um, have, we, really, have I, we really? We've had a deluge. Yeah. I've noticed that less popular podcasts are able to read out the names of everybody who's messaged in that week. We simply couldn't do that. We'd be here for nine hours. Honestly, the response to this has been nuts. Um, I love I'm that. just going to have to pick some at random. Uh, a chap called Erico. Uh, says, um, <laughs> I was listening to the sweet, sweet episode on Johnny's experience with the Model 3 and immediately began looking for wheelbase lengths of various exquisite vehicles. Um, so he's he's given us a breakdown of his thoughts on wheelbases Wheel. within an inch of the Teslas, which I think an inch is probably you can about, Depending on I the think, shapes of the arches and the, the ride height of the car, etc., etc., you can, you can mm. disguise these things. Um, I would take an inch or less, yes. Especially if it's worth it. Well, exactly. So, uh, well, let's try these on for size. Shoot uh, me, shoot W210 E-Class. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Can, I mean, it's a lot, a lot of work for not the prettiest E-Class, but... No, exactly. And it will be rotty as frig, so it, it's sort of... Yeah. I don't know. A couple of Jags. Now, quite a few people suggested these. Either uh, an XJ40 or oh. the, the related but updated X300. Cool, well, um, both uh, in the wheelbase area. That's that's cool. I mean, I've got history with the XJ40. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is, I mean, it seems like it seems like an age ago that I owned a pair of those four liter sovs. But um, um, Peugeot five hundred five. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is that almost uh, identical Eureka wheelbase? Preferably the estate. Apparently, uh, he hasn't shown his homework here. But yes, he says it's within an inch. And the final one of his suggestions is the E thirty eight seven series. Pretty car. Oh gosh, really? Yeah, See both now, of them. Try this one for size. Uh, a listener called David Cross has identified the Rover P five B. Piss in my face. Is that the same wheelbase? Well, I'd rather not. But um, seriously, because I, I can, I can two eight ten. 
I can easily so get actually, one of those with a rotten floor pan. Easily, because most of you... Easily. It's, he says it's 2810. Now, the Tesla's 2875, so that's 65 mils. So that's a bit of a difference. Oh, that's... What's it? Yeah, that, I'm looking at that with my sort of finger and thumb whilst yeah, talking. I, I mean, again, it yeah. depends on the ride height. And, uh, it does also, but if if memory serves, the, the arches on a P five B, they sort of in the style of the time, they aren't sort of the, the the trailing edge is not straight down. They have a sort of swooshy. They do. They have a flyaway rear arch shape. Flyaway. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. So that may give you some. Leeway. Oh my gosh! Know. There's some serious cars there. Seriously good. Uh, David is one of many, many, many people who pointed out that there's. Um, uh, some US YouTubers who put a Honda Odyssey minivan yes. onto a crashed Model S plaid. Yeah, I saw that. Um, that was a that was a, an amazing project. Well, I think it's still f- being finished, but it's. I think that's yes. glorious, glorious. Um, another listener, Emma Pember, points out that the Mercedes W one 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 six. So what's that? An S class, isn't it? it? Has two eight six five mil wheelbase. So that's ten mil. That's really in the zone there. But that's that's good, and that has a lovely back arch from memory as well. Emma oh. makes a very good point, though. She says the A pillar is a hefty bit further back, and that would make the swap quite challenging. Now, a few people pointed this out that if if the, the whole sort of architecture of the car is different your dashboard and things are going to be a different place in apparently some youtubers tried to put a lamborghini merchilago body over some uh it was b for build i think they, they tried to do that with tesla bits but because the lamborghini is such a fundamentally different shape mm. and yeah it's all your dash to axle you know because that's always locked in isn't it on platform sharing and things that's usually the one bit that's locked in the distance between the pedals yeah and the and the front axle yeah i suppose because of you know yeah, yeah I mean, bulkheads in that, and that could well, that could a, trip you up. But. A pillars are more raked on modern cars, isn't it? So um, yes, you'd have more slack in the wiring loom potentially if you were going older. Because um, yes. I because I genuinely thought at one point just leave the dash a Tesla dash, and then mm. and then just you, you leave it be, or you could say so you could sort of carefully carve bits out of it and then nestle them into another dash the dash is always the hardest bit on these sorts of swaps because you've got you've got all these mm. giant wiring looms to disguise and that kind of yeah. stuff but it depends if it's a really utilitarian simple car where the dash is not the main event so true a lovely suggestion here from uh, ian stockwell now i don't know ian hasn't shown his workings i haven't checked if this is <laughs> within the wheelbase Wheel. zone but uh, he suggests a fiat 130 coupe mm. oh I can't believe how many nice cars. Can't believe how many wheelbases there are to choose from. I mean, if the, if I was Gordon well, Murray, brainstorming, <laughs> be salivating. I'd be just going right. I'm, I'm already going to commission three of these. I'm just trying to work out if I can round it up to five, and then I'll just I'll get five different versions done. Yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Now, a lot of people, including Campbell Mackey suggested the car that you remember last week when we we're talking and i looked up something and i went oh this is interesting but i won't say what it is i'll let listeners do the work mm. the car that i had delighted on is one that campbell's identified and a load of other people as well citroen xm oh you bugger that's a now, nice fan. subsequently yeah it turns out the cx is also sort of within the within the ballpark 
Now you you I, you WhatsApp that to me like a day or two later after the we that last cast we did, and I did I. I'm I didn't sure. remember that. You did, and and, and you know what? I've been every, I've been thinking about it every day since. Going a CX would be lovely because I'm a big fan of both the the the, um, the saloon, the hatch, and the estate version, the familia or whatever it's called, and um, that has enormous family practicality. Um, but yes. I started looking at prices of Citroen CXs. I, I mean, I haven't looked oh. at CXs for twenty years. They've really, they are hard to find and you cannot get a cheap one, which is a shame hmm, in this context. <laughs> but uh, I'd love a CX. Blimmin' love a CX. Uh, how do you feel about the 1968 to 72 Chevrolet Chevelle two-door? Uh, I think it's a cool car, the Chevelle, for somebody. I would not do this job on it as an EV swap. <laughs> okay. It was a, uh, a suggestion from uh, a listener called Anders, Anders Neckelholm. Well, Anders, I appreciate Norway. your amazing homework, Anders. In fact, most of the crashed Teslas come from Norway, or they certainly used to for all their, oh. or, for all their organ doning for EV oh, okay. stuff. So, Anders, can you keep <laughs> this winter, can yeah, you just keep your, keep your eyes, eyes out for any sort of like crashed, buried Teslas that aren't totally trashed? Um, he points out that the Chevelle wagon has a four-inch longer wheelbase. That's a lot, isn't it? And uh, that would mean you could, you know, you could do a swap on a crashed model. Oh, S, so see, keep your options open. Chevelle wagon, yeah, because I was thinking the t- the two-door usual two-door Chevelle, the, the muscle car, the one that everyone wants. That wouldn't be right, but a lower-ranking one, like a Ford yes. four-door wagon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now we so, now we um, now we're talking. I mean. It seems like the, the Model 3 actually has a 110-inch wheelbase, and, and as he's saying, the Chevelle two-door is 116. So there might be a bit of finagling here. But on the tip of American classics, uh, Tim Johnson suggests uh, that within two inches of a Model 3 is the AMC Hornet Sportabout. <laughs> you know the estate? <laughs> that's that's like the, the brilliant r- name. It's like one of the rarest cars out there, I would have thought. It's rare, but, but nobody cares, really. S- yeah, I don't imagine are they that sought after. I sort of think they're probably not. No, probably not. The only one, the only Hornet's probably the one that did the James Bond corkscrew jump, and that even then, oh yeah, compared to other cars of its um, age, probably not really worth much. Sadly, yeah. Uh, Simon Rook, hello, Simon. Another suggestion for the Jag XJ40. Quite a lot of XJ40 suggestions, and I think you know you've got. Because you have, like you say, you've got you've got previous. But if you I wanted have. another, still got the badge off one of them. Still got the boot badge. Have you? Yeah, I found it when I moved house the other year. Yeah. Um, if you there's another luxury saloon car that you may want to consider. This uh, oh, has been gosh. suggested by quite a few people, including someone who just calls themselves Rampant Twattery. But um, <laughs> they um, they they say that they'd initially thought Audi 100 Avant, the C3 shape, cool and retro. That's but, a very nice car. Yeah. Yeah, wheelbase is way off. Okay, but but this has led Mister or Mrs. Twattery to uh, <laughs> first generation Audi A8. <gasps> Ooh, that's a pretty car. That's a really pretty car. I I like those early. I saw one a few weeks ago and stopped and stroked my chin whilst looking yes. at it. Oh, did you did you rush home and get your roll neck so you could really stroke? I did, Ooh. and I, I, went, Ooh, I, fe- I fetched my car. spectacles and I. 
I, yeah. I, I should. I really like that because I like that era of Audi. I like the design language. Yeah. We've said it before. That that A6 of that era is is yeah. one of my faves. First gen all well, road, the, very nice. I think the A8 there is is it's sort of oh, it's elegant. And you don't often think of Audis as elegant, but I think it's a really elegant car. Now, um, rampant, if I can call him that, also <laughs> rampant points out tea. lightweight, <laughs> <laughs> lightweight aluminium construction. Oh, yeah, of is, course. Uh, it's got to be a, a boon. And the wheelbase is within, let's see, so Tesla 2875, Audi 2882, so 7 mil. I is mean, that all? that's nothing. No, you can hide 7. And the track widths, the t- oh, so you're going to need some spaces. That's the okay. Audi's front track, oh, it's interesting, the front track is wider than its rear. The Audi used to do that a bit, didn't they? But um, yeah, so the Audi's front track is fifteen nine seven against fifteen eighty on the. I can't. So I can't. Put, put this is spaceless. This is like fantasy football league, isn't it? Isn't it? But, but like body swap or pan swap, as Americans call it. Um, yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I did a long journey last week in my uh, twenty four Tesla. Twenty four is twenty four <laughs> Tesla, and um, it's. Uh, I was listening out for the pan tang, whatever you. What do you call it? Floor pan bob. Yeah, pan bob. When it yeah. was doing on the move preheating, when I told it I was heading to a charger. Yeah, yours didn't do and it, and I didn't hear anything. You're in a Y though, aren't you? Yeah, I reckon it's. I think it's a three thing. It. Yeah, but well, maybe you can uh, you can listen out for it when uh, when you have Model Three hardware installed under an, a first generation Audi A8, which I love that. Also, oh. something else that uh, this this listener points out is that um, thus listener, you can find one with a broken gearbox because it's a common fault. Mm. So they're sort of offing themselves well, this is, on a regular basis. I think the only issue will be marrying al- aluminum body to steel floor pan, um, oh. which might be a bit of a Brian Canterbury tale. Um, however, worth it if you can find a solution. I really like that solution. Good goodness, what what choices we've got? Citroen CX, Citroen XM. I mean, Fiat One Hundred and Thirty Coupe. That's a little bit rare for me, but uh, but the yes, I like the Peugeot Five Hundred Five Estate. I mean, I haven't seen one for ages, but I know they're a big one and they're good. That could be really nice, rare group actually. Oh, now, I, I can actually solve your... You're right, the aluminium to steel pan. Yes. You're going to have to sort of... Don't you know, say self-tappers, everybody. Don't say, like, Self- nail, no, nail no. gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or no more nails. Just use, yeah, Gorilla Glue. It'll be fine. Um, just don't break too I'll hard. just use aero- but, uh, aeronautical no. glue, like JLR. Oh, yes. And, lo- and Lotus. Yes. I mean, it holds aeroplanes together. It holds aeroplanes, so... Just squidge a load of that down and clamp it in the garage and leave it for the weekend. Yes. <laughs> or depending on the angle, just leave a pile of heavy books on it overnight. <laughs> um, a library on but it. But if that's, if that's troubling you, then what about the Volkswagen Phaeton? Really? Well, according to Oliver Sindon, the short wheelbase Phaeton is 2881 between the wheels. So it's 6 mil longer than the model three you know that could be great it's amazing isn't it yeah that could be really model three sort of quite a compact car phaeton big exec car but yeah. their wheelbases are very close well i <clears throat> the wheelbase chat is an interest more interesting chat than i i thought it would be because i've just come away from doing a, a, a video with the polestar four. Oh, which is obviously electric being a polestar and um yeah that has a three meter wheelbase and mm. um 
the Ionic 5, when that launched, had a three-metre wheelbase. And I remember vividly doing some calcs going, bloody hell, what else has a three-metre wheelbase? And it's, it's like two mil longer than a full-size Range Rover wheelbase. So That's you think hell. of a modern full-size Range. It's a big old car, that. But the wheelbase mm. is almost identical to an Ionic 5 and a Polestar 4. Shall I get my That's coat nuts. and shall I go and have a word with myself? Or is that interesting to no, us? No, <laughs> I think this is, this is a safe space. Um, as another listener called Harry King also identifies the Phaeton as a possible swapper for your mythical crashed Model 3. But Harry also identifies, it's a little bit less of a neat match, the Lexus LS400. Oh, be still my beating. 2850 mil wheelbase. Um uh, so that's yeah. There's going to be a bit of a, a bit of chopping going on, but not loads. Um, and if you want a real classic, uh, someone else. This is this is Campbell Mackey again. Campbell's oh. having two bites of the cherry here, but he is um, suggesting again without showing. He's his wheelbase guy. That the Alvis TF21 <laughs> is in the ballpark. I love those. They're very stately. Yes, but you're not going to chop. Well, you could chop one about because. I, they're not mega valuable. No, though, they're they're, they're one of those they're one of those elderly cars that probably the awareness is not that high on them. So, mm. so you could you could snag one. I mean, I d- wasn't <clears> there one of those cosy Sunday night dramas where the, the hero drove one? An Alvis. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I'm sure someone will remember. But yeah, so. I, but, uh, uh, Simon Openshaw, you'll like this one, although it's a little bit off in terms of dimensions, but not. It's what is it? Uh, yeah, no, it is actually quite off. But I'm going to say oh, listen, we, we, there's a lot of automotive engineers who listen to this podcast. It seems they'll be they'll yeah. be tutting if it's if it's too yes. far off. Uh, Mark II Vauxhall Senator. Oh, really? But unfortunately, so two seven fifty as opposed to two eight. I mean, that's quite that's a bit. That's a bit far away. I think that might be a stretch. No, or a shorten. But I have to depending say, depending which way you come at it, I like the thinking, and I do still look out mm. for them for sale. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And yeah, well, hang on. What about the yes. Eagle Quest limo, um, limousine flower car version of the Senator Mark II, of which we oh. have discussed before on previous casts, and I've nearly pulled the trigger pulled back my purchase bow and fired an arrow at but i didn't <laughs> and i and i i still think about that car as well i'm such a ding dingaling i'd love an eagle quest extended wheelbase senator series two um oh man there was talk uh, about land rovers wheelbase wise yes it is true yes now yeah, uh, so oh, Matt Stanford has sent us a whole list. He says, I've just burnt an hour and a half on this. <laughs> so, We've just burnt half the podcast on it. <laughs> well, I know, exactly. We will stop in a minute. It's just it, it, your Britain's number one wheelbase chat wheelbase podcast. Wankers, but, um, wheelbase wankers, wheelbase uh, wankers. Matt very, very scientifically lays out the benchmark here. Tesla Model 3 wheelbase, 288 centimetres, he's put at the top of his message, in bold, italics, underlined. Wow. And then he's done a list. Now, some of these are a bit too far away i would say but as well as the xm and the cx both about 285 centimeters the c6 is only 290 centimeters oh so and it's within two centimeters on width as well so and oh. in fact uh matt has put in bold the the candidates he thinks are most likely 
and he's bolted the C6 and then put four next to it. So you know what, Citroen C- we, we both like the Citroen C6. We both tested them when yes. they were new, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I, I would do that. God, I'd love to do that. My dad really likes those. Bob, Bob likes those. Um, but since you asked about Land Rovers, yes, uh, Matt's list includes the um, uh, Discovery three slash four. Oh my god! Two hundred eighty-eight centimeters, two hundred eighty-eight point five. So it's within. What's that? And also, what's that I within? What's that this. within five centimeters? Less than. Uh, well, it's like point five. So it's it's. Oh. You know, it's definitely within the. He's quoted them all in centimeters. Oh wow! Mil, wow! But, you know, okay. What's what's cause... that between friends? And in centimeters, exactly the same. Two eight eight. The L322 Range Rover. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so this is this is where things get exciting. I really like the shape of the Disco 3. But mm. can you imagine if it was Tesla um, ground clearance? It would, it would look like a Ford Flex, and I always liked the Ford Flex. <laughs> I, had, I have a real thing for a Ford Flex. I don't know whether US yeah. listeners are going to go, what? I, I just really wish they brought the Flex over here. It's just a big station wagon that's also got something about it. It's got like a really strong shape. I'm totally down with it. I, I, I'd like them. And I always like seeing them in the US. I yeah. think they didn't do very well, did they? They weren't. Um... I don't know. I was going to ask. Um, I, I worked with a, a camera operator on a show for BBC America. And he had one when it was almost new. And he was, he was a younger guy. And he was really proud of it. We chatted about it at length. And then when I finished the show, we spoke maybe a couple of times a year. Two years later, he said, hey, Johnny, long time no speak. Do you remember my Ford Flex? I went, yeah, of course I remember your Ford Flex, because it was mint. <laughs> it was a really high-spec one. He said, yeah, yeah. It got stolen from outside my house by um, two druggies, and it got involved what? in a televised police chase. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he said he basically woke up and watched the news and went, God, they've got a black Ford Flex. Uh, okay, and they went outside and went, that must be mine, because mine's not outside anymore. And that was it. Oh my he God. said they'd done loads of crack in it and then got caught in some mad chase or they tried to ram raid the Seven Eleven or something, and it ended up on TV. So he said, insurance gave me a terrible price. So he said, I'm, I'm, I'm searching for another Flex, even though they've stopped making them. I really want one. So I hope you did find a Flex. I mean, I don't want to besmirch the Flex, but you, you must be pretty high on drugs to think that was the best getaway car when you could have nicked a Camaro or something. <laughs> maybe they liked a roomy escape. I think they liked um, nice drugs dead in the back. You need space for the drugs I dead. I suppose, yes. That's it. You could really, you could really relax. Get your bongs out, your collection of bongs. In the back. Um, now, uh, let's just take a little deviation into something else here so we're not just constantly what, not talking, talking about, about wheelbases. <laughs> wheelbases. Um, a, a message from a, a listener in Ireland, Paddy McEntergaard, and uh, he's in Dundalk, uh, the home of the cause. Oh, my word. Stop it. I know Johnny and possibly Richard too is a bit of a fan. Oh, my gosh. Mainly Johnny, I would say. <laughs> uh, their family home is en route to a shopping centre, and over the years, I would always glance while passing to see what was on the driveway. A Lexus LS was always sitting in pride of place. No way. Yeah. The cause. Like more than one. The cause drive well, multiple LSs. He says, I believe they were owned by their late father who passed away in 2015. But, and here's where it gets interesting. So, yes, uh, Father Cor died a few years ago. 
Paddy says, recently I passed the house and saw the big Lexus still parked on the drive. No. Sitting a bit squat now and getting a bit mossy. I don't think it's moved for a long time. No way. There's, there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a dilapidated driveway find, Lexus LS, on the Caroline, Andrea, the other one, uh, Jim. <laughs> Jim. <laughs> and the other lady. Well, no, Sharon, I, Sharon. I've, sorry, sorry, Sharon. Sharon. Sorry, Sharon. But Sharon. hold up. I've got some extra cause Lexus info because Paddy points out that this, this house is kind of public knowledge, as in somebody has put a picture of it online yeah and noted that this is where the the core parents live Mm -hmm. but one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well... <laughs> If you look, I guess this is on Google Street View or whatever, that the, um, as a bonus, when you look at the house on there in the past, across the road was parked Jim's SC430. No way! I'm not sure. Jim, Jim, had, a, Jim had a Lexus Roadster. Well, the ultimate so one-wheel peel car for me. I'm not sure. It doesn't actually say, looking at this link... Uh, it doesn't say how they know for sure that it's Jim's, but but there is indeed a uh, an SC430 parked across the road. When you look God, at the street view, I link. feel so, so um, I still feel so privileged that we have this podcast and we're able to tap into the car world of Sade, the car world of the Cause, n- not yet the car world of Enya, but that will come, I'm sure. That will happen. Um, yeah, it, I, I love it. Paddy has one final thing to say on this matter. Um, He says, as I was writing this email, I chuckled to myself knowing that this would be of zero interest to most, but seems like a bit of Smith & Sniff gold. I'm now thinking it would be ripe for a late break show barn find special, resurrecting the cause family LS. Oh my God. Seriously. I am. I am so, (laughs) I am so excited. I'm really, (laughs) really, I'm smiling. I'm, I'm chipper. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> please if anyone from the cause is listening which is highly unlikely sharon caroline andrea jim please get in touch with us i'm not weird okay it's uh, i'll treat this <laughs> just want to get the lexus going <laughs> no my intentions are good but if you wanted to do an unplugged session say, say if i got the old girl running and cleaned up i'm, I'm there all right 
And, and Andrew, if you make eye contact with me during, you know, when you're singing Run Away, I'll be fine with it. I'll be really... I'll be... She makes eye contact with you and you accidentally spray WD-40 into your ear. Or I, ah, I think, sorry, I was trying to get the points clean. I dropped them on the ground and accidentally wee myself and then pretend it's something else. Oh, no, that's just... I've just been under the car and it's... it's uh, that smell, yeah, that's transmission fluid. It smells horrible. It smells just like piss. Yeah. ATF's horrible. Sorry, Andrea. As you, also, as you, you know, in, 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 you'd have to make it a very clickbaity title. I shat myself whilst getting the cause Lexus going. <laughs> um, I don't think you need to make it clickbaity. I mean, just listen to it. You can even make that shit up. I, what, abandoned cause Lexus saved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Also, it's a bloody Lexus. You probably just need to hose it down, and it would start immediately. Oh, genuinely! It's like, I just, it's you just take such a, an easy job, but so satisfying. I'd be brilliant. Take a strong battery and a pressure washer. That's all I'd need. No, yeah. I wouldn't even take a screwdriver. Yeah. Be fine. No. Although Jim, Jim's probably uh, got an amazing snap-on toolkit that we don't know about, and Jim's really into his sort of home mechanic tinkering, and he's got one of think. those. No, not really. I'm just saying it for the podcast. But he's got one of those huge. <laughs> he's got one of those. He's got one of those huge snap-on cabinets that's about eight feet tall. And you know, you can have the special edition ones where they've got like an image of a, of a NASCAR race or a, or Travis Petrarch oh, yes. doing yeah. a jump. And he's got yes. he's got the Lexus LS400 with his mum and dad like waving out of the window on the lane going to the house where it, it lives. And that's his snap-on mm. toolkit, and it cost him about 16 grand. Yeah, nice. I just typed in Andrea Core car oh, stop. to Google Images, and uh, I because I was wondering if the cores are, in fact, Lexus loyalists. That'd be brilliant if they and were. They're, they're real, you know, they just... But all I can find is uh, her with a, an SLK. Okay. Well, I don't think... I mean, I don't know if any of... I don't know if any of the actual band live anywhere near that Lexus. That's what we don't know. Um, Um, I'm I'm just going to work through all of the cores now by typing in their names (laughs) followed by car. Well, Andrea, Sharon, what's the other one? Caroline, Sharon, Andrea and Jim. So three girls, one man. Uh, No, Caroline's coming up with nothing. And then let's do Jim with his airbrush toolbox. Uh, no, there's a picture of him in a car, but I can't tell what it is. It's got sort of coffee-coloured leather. Of course it has. So we're CSI, CSI in car interior. We could probably narrow this down. I can't quite tell. I mean, Lexus do offer, I think, that. Ooh, it says Jim Core had a driving ban. What? Was it one-wheel peeling yeah. in the, in uh, the SE430? Yeah, it, it, it was driving at high speed in reverse because uh, his Lexus has such an excellent quality backup camera on it. No, it's uh, he was he was driving uh, using a mobile phone on the M3 in Belfast uh, okay. in um, in May 2020. Um, it does not say frustratingly what car he was in. Damn it! That is annoying. What's happened to journalism? You can't even say he was in a Lexus IS250. Yes, or something. But no, Finished there's no. Him. That's annoying. Well, we'll come back to it. I'm sure. I don't know. Uh, listeners in Ireland or listeners anywhere who've encountered the cause in their cars, um, get in touch. Cause in cars. And, uh, 
Yeah, causing cars. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, Girls just to film. go back to wheelbases very quickly, a few people suggested this. I read it out, and this is from uh, David Rupilus. That's Rupilus. a great name. Sorry, David, I don't know what you're, how to pronounce your surname. Rupilus. Oh, actually, no, because then his surname in his message is different. David Clading. Clading. He's uh, writing from Germany and says that uh, you should consider a Renault Grand Espace, oh. the third generation one from the late 90s. It's within one millimetre of the Tesla Model 3 spec. One millimetre. Yes. Now, David adds that with a GRP body over galvanised independent steel <coughs> chassis, it should make things easy with duct tape and cable ties. Wow. Yeah. That interesting thought. I actually like that. I like the idea of of an MPV body shell. I mean that 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 Tesla Model S plaid Odyssey is a cool thing. Imagine a Previa mm. or a um L, well, L Grand. In fact, a few people amongst them Paul Gardner suggested the Mark 1 Prev uh, the wheelbase is 2865 so it's within 10 mil so you're you're definitely in the in Proper the, Boris Johnson spec as well, isn't it? Mark One yeah, Prev. I wonder though, because that now underneath, of course, that sort of everything's all the, a different way around. I suppose it doesn't really matter because you're, you're yanking out the the original engine. So, uh, yeah. That's, all we've got to do now, Richard, is find someone who'd be willing to do this job to execute this this technical butchery. Well. They're out there, I'm sure. It's just, you know, anything's possible if you've got enough money. Yeah. In fact, maybe this is it. We could dovetail two themes from this show. What? One of the cores is desperate for a practical car, but it must be EV. They can't quite find what they want. Up rocks, Johnny Smith. I'll get your dad's old Lexus going while you finalise the spec for mating a Previa body with a te- Tesla Model 3 underparts, and uh, we're, we're in business. Well, hang on, no. The, the cause millions will fund this project. Maybe the cause have kept the LS because in their dad's memory they, they can't bear to get rid of it because it was his finest car. Yeah. But, they, but they're modern people and they want to use it every day, but they wished it, wished it was EV. And then we make uh, it happen. We swap their yeah. LS... To um to model three pan yes and then Andrea Core maybe and Caroline and Sharon they bankroll the business and they start doing them for other people worldwide they put their Core's stamp of approval on a yeah. on a rejuvenated LS Lexus I think this could be I'll help with some of the um, PR maybe we should probably stop doing wheelbase I've got we've got so many honestly hundreds have we really is, it, is this the biggest response yeah, to any letter? anything ever yeah it's just I mean we do get a lot of emails every week but this has been something else it was quite overwhelming I didn't know what to do so I really have just been randomly picking them I've just got one here from Andrew Wilson he was one of two or three people who suggested a real outlier that we would have never considered it's got a wheelbase within three millimetres of the Tesla Model 3 oh gosh and it is the Plymouth Prowler is it? Yes. Bloody hell. It's quite a naked car, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you, it's okay. I mean, what do you... I, mean, I suppose you you kind of... If you're going to do a swap, all of the front suspension's exposed on the Prowler. So, I mean, Model 3's double wishbones. Yes. But I don't know if it would package in the same way this is, on the, I think the pack, Prowler show. Prowler packaging is your issue because it's more of a sort of skinny hot rod type of layout isn't it you need a big yes i'm, it is. I'm still thinking about disco three i have to say 
Are you? Yeah. But a low riding sort of Disco 3, like the air suspension's collapsed. Yes, ex- exactly that. So a low, so almost turning a Discovery into an MPV rather than an off-roader. Because I'm not interested in going yeah. off-road in it. So... No, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Most people aren't. Also, just doing a little uh, email and message roundup. Um, thank you to everybody who heard last week's show and pointed out that we're, dogs wearing nappies... They're probably female dogs and they're in season. Yes, which I hadn't so, even considered. Yeah, it's it's just to sort of avoid mess slash stop randy boy dogs from impregnating your beloved girl dog. I appreciate all of those comments because we had quite a few people pointing that out. So I'm, I feel educated <laughs> and pleased. Yeah, I, I know, I do too. That's the thing. We say our listeners are smart and they will set us straight on all sorts of topics. Um, so, I, am I allowed to ask? Yeah. Just bringing it to cars. Yeah. How was the Polestar 4? Um, well, I'm trying to think when, the, when, this go, when this podcast goes out versus the embargo. But um, Well, in, so well, the, this will go out on Monday the 29th, basically. <clears> okay. So, it has no back window which is what is, is oh yes. this is the thing that's creating all the the, the headlines like it's a family yeah. it's a family car they're calling it a coupe suv but i wouldn't take much notice of that it's it's just a mm. it's a it's a well-proportioned uh four-door hatch really um i am a bit confused by the polestar range because in fact i was away with some mates the other day and one of my friends said what's going on with these polestars that i'm seeing around is it just the one model? And I'd say no, that that's the two you're seeing around, but there's the three and the four and the five yeah. all coming. Yeah. And then I I couldn't even remember which is which. Well, th- so three is what? the, they call it an SUV, but I think it's actually an estate. So the three is going to be the biggest one. If the three is going to be bigger than the four, which is the one with no back window that I've just walked around. Um, so the four is the size of what then? The four is the. So, God, I did all the specs of it uh, yesterday. The four is. Oh, I have to get. Hang on. Hang on. Like a cash kai size yeah, or smaller or bigger? Let me rustle my papers. <laughs> four is. I still got. I still got my. I still got my notes from from filming it in the studio. The four is. Yeah. Well, if you're going to talk wheelbase, obviously it's three meter wheelbase. Oh. It's 234 yeah. mil longer than the Polestar Two, and it's 65 mil oh. higher. Um, uh-huh. And it's got almost the same turning circle, and it's got a bigger boot, and it's got a very small mm. frunk. But it's um, you know what? It, mm. To me, to look at, it's sort. There's little bits of Lotus Alecce, and yes. a few little bits of G- Genesis GV60, I would say, and also the Volvo yeah. EX30, which is their the small electric car which I drove, which I think is yeah. one of the best Volvos I've ever driven. I really, really like it. Um, mm. And also, this is the cheapest. I've seen a couple of Elettras on the road. I've been in London quite a lot recently, and uh, and I've seen two Elettras oh. in uh, in that there London. <laughs> I want to call it the Ellie right. Tray. Yes, Elettra. Uh, to go with your Ford, uh, your Ford Cortina. Cortina. Or whatever I said earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Elettra. The Ford Cortina. Yeah, no, it looks okay. Although I was I was walking down the street and with a mate who's into cars, and we saw one. And I went, "Well, oh, there's Elettra," and he's like, "Oh yeah, God, I thought from a distance that was an Urus coming towards us." Mm. It does have a look of it, but um, well, if it sells like the Urus, then Lotus will be happy people, yeah. won't they? Yeah, um, I bet they will. 
so does that lack of back window is it bothersome when you sit in it it's actually it's strangely okay they've done lots of things Mm. to bring you around to the idea that it that you're not going to miss it by right by um, the 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 panoramic roof comes back beyond your head in the back seat and the those little like d-pillar windows um, they're tinted, yeah. so on the outside they don't look like windows, but they actually are. So you can look out of those. Oh. So it actually feels a lot less, um, a lot less claustrophobic than I thought. And I interviewed the the, the designer yeah. Max, mm. and he explained that the whole ethos behind the seats and everything it feels like one of those business class long haul flight booths that you get on an aeroplane, uh-huh. where you're kind of nestled into this um, backlit ambient surround sound like little den. Mm. And there is something about that. I, I thought it, at first it sounded a bit wanky, but actually I sat in it twice and then looked around it in detail. I thought, I mean, it is quite an extreme decision for aero and rigidity, but... That's why, is it? Is it an aero It's thing, an aero thing, it's... they say. Yeah, it's an aero thing. Mm. So the, the, the sort of brace, the... the the, um, the header bar or whatever they call it the bracing piece in the roof which most steel constructed cars monocoque cars have is usually further forward but but if you have it further forward you get worse headroom so what they wanted to do is move it further back more than any other manufacturer and in doing mm. so let the pano roof provide the sort of the the the, the space and the feeling of openness that you wanted um, and then the roof line can come down, but you don't. You still have good headroom, and you do. You still have loads, loads of legroom and loads of headroom. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I tell you what it is. It's a disruptor of a car, and I like it. Um, I'm still digesting whether it's totally worth it. I mean, it's got about a million cameras on it, so obviously the rear view mirror is not <laughs> right. a mirror. It's a camera. You lose the parallax of a mirror. Is that, am I thinking of parallax? I'm I think. Shit. Well, I don't know if it. I've never heard of parallax, but. I think I know what you mean. It sounds like it's something that, that one of the teams would call themselves on The Apprentice. Team Parallax, Lord Sugar. Oh. <laughs> but it's... Uh, I thought it would be... I think it's Parallax. Be gladiators. So you, you sort of, someone from gladiators. When you move your head, your view in the mirror get, changes because your perspective changes ah. what you're seeing. Whereas this, when you're looking at a screen, yeah. it doesn't because all you're looking at is a little screen that's... So you're still seeing what the camera's seeing. That doesn't change because the camera's not moved. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. That's the bit that always scrambles my head a little bit with those interior mirrors. To be honest, because I've tried them in Land Rover, I've had them for a while, haven't they? And I always end up turning them off because they... They get on my the tits, Audi but. e-tron. Oh yes, the e-tron has it. Well, it's, yeah, and which it doesn't work in. Side but the Honda e kind of does work. I think it's weird how that works better. Poor Honda. E. I just I feel like I need to buy a Honda e. Honda e. <laughs> I, yes, I was funny enough. Someone was asking me about those the other day and going, hey, you know, are they all right? And there's um, there's someone I know who's got one and who leased it and loved it so much or PCP'd it that at the end of the term they just bought it outright. Brilliant. And and absolutely love it. Even though you know, they're well aware of the, the the range is not fantastic, but yeah. for urban. I bet they've urban got. I bet they're a two car family, though, aren't they? Yes. Oh God. Yeah. 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 See, so you'd have to be, wouldn't you? But then, you know, plenty of people are. But as we sit um, here and breathe, we can. You can get one yes. for eighteen grand with with yes. about a thousand miles on the clock. Yes. I mean, just think about that. That's a four. It's, it's on sale right now for for like thirty nine grand. Mm. So you can almost get one for like almost virgin for 18 and it's such a good car like the, the cabin is so wonderful and um 
as a second car, as a commuting type of car. I just think it's it's awesome. We are going to look well, back so, and go. So that was pretty nice to look at, aren't they? Just, it's a classic. It's, uh, uh, that and yeah. the i the, the black car's biggest problem is the BMW i3, which is also not not you know being discontinued. And that's a fantastic car. That's an instant classic as well. I think is the range though. Um, if it's cold, yeah, I've read people saying it's 100. under one hundred miles. I, th- is- I think it would be a, under a hundred if if you do the usual, like seventy on the motorway with heating on twenty four. Yeah, okay. yes, but if you were driving it away from motorways, so sort of mostly B road stuff, and you pre and yeah. you preheated it and used your your seat warmer and all that stuff, I think it'd be over a hundred. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's a deal breaker for a lot of people, and I appreciate that. Cheapest Honda E on Autotrader at the moment is 14 and a half. 14? Is it? Yeah, for a 2021 with 30,000 miles on it, yeah. Oh my gosh, so 30,000, I mean, that's um, still pretty low. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a Honda, isn't it? I wouldn't be, that, that's of no concern, really. It's just uh, it's just whether you could live with the car itself. Now, there's plenty here just kicking around the 14, 15 mark, 16, loads at 16. Oh... Um, Gosh, yeah. stop it, Richard, you mm. temptress. Interesting. Food for thought. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, why don't you see if you can find a crashed Honda E and then put a um, Reliant Kitten body a on Tesla it? Tesla Model 3 body on it? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Smith, king of ironies. <laughs> um, so, I, I, speaking of new cars, I drove the Volkswagen ID7 last week. Oh. Uh, which uh, I sort of approached with trepidation because I've not been a massive fan of the id family to date mm, yeah largely around that bog awful touch screen yes but also that sort of slight sense of that they were kind of bit cheaply made perhaps in ways they hoped you hadn't noticed yes and, and the id4 being i think to look at anyway so boring i genuinely start falling asleep yeah awful id5 is i think even worse because it's got that sort of slant back it's trying to look sporty and it's not it's just uh, it's a really underwhelming car i just think it just feels like they sort of haven't finished it somehow yeah it's just meh um anyway id7 is much better it's actually perfectly fine they've, they've totally redone that screen yeah so they're now the, they've still got the touch sensitive temperature controls but they light up at night and Everything's much snappier. I guess they've given it a much more powerful processor. Yeah. But all the screen graphics are way better. Not perfect. They've almost panicked and gone, oh, God, you don't like it. We'll make you like it by letting you configure it in a million different ways. And it's almost like sometimes you just go, now, where the fuck did I put that? But I think if you lived with it, you know, I just drove it for an afternoon, but... I think if you lived with it, you'd remember where you'd put things because that muscle memory that you have on your smartphone screen for where apps are yeah. is the same sort of deal. Yeah. But yeah, the best ID car I've driven by a mile. Oh, wow. Was, well, that is good know, to know. So they're, they're getting their mojo back. It felt, it was absolutely slashing it down the day I drove it. <laughs> and it, it had that sense that good VWs have where they're not the most exciting cars in the world, but they feel trustworthy because they feel like they're not going to do something silly and bite you. They're just, you know, they're sort of, on your side, yeah. dependable cars in khaki conditions, and it's like that. I want the. I just want. I want the ID too. Having looked at it, I, the, 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 that's yes. It's the closest to the up. Well, and you like the up, your electric up. Yeah. And I think that's almost a spiritual successor to it. Well, I think it is, and I was asking someone from VW to double confirm when it's coming, and irritatingly, it's going to arrive about a year after our up goes back. So, oh, what an absolute! Going to have to find an interim. Maybe just get a second-hand Honda. E I was for just a year about and- to say. <laughs> 
Just do that, and you, you should totally. You should come. Yeah, you should totally do that. I, talking of Volkswagens, um, mm. Golf uh, eight and a half Mark, Mark eight and a half has been uh, unveiled, hasn't it? Yes. Uh, now I've only got one thing to say. Um, when the Mark eight came out, I likened it to a sloth. It does have a face of a sloth. <laughs> yes, it or does. a sloth if you're David Attenborough, and I guess he's right because he's David Attenborough. Yeah, a sloth. But I've realised that there's something else which the Mark Eight, because the Mark Eight and a half, I think, still looks quite similar to the Eight. Um, yeah, you know that seventh-century um, iron and copper helmet which was dug up in Sutton Hoe by archaeologists. <laughs> I think it's Sutton Who. Is it Sutton Who? You know the helmet, don't you? It looks, I, I think, think in so. a previous podcast, we, I've said that it looks just like Graham Hill, the late, great Graham Hill. <laughs> um, but, um, well, it does. It's basically a racing driver's face in in helmet form. Um, but mm. it also looks like a Golf Mark 8.5, I think. Oh, I'll have to So if that. you have a look at it, I think that is the facelifted, slightly tech-lifted Golf. I do wonder whether anybody cares. Because I, well, as a golf, I like golfs. I've enjoyed many golfs, and um, I've owned a few golfs. You say many golfs, not mini golf. I've, I'd love to own mini golf. Sure. I don't own mini golf. Mini golf, pitch and putt. I love all oh, those. pitch and slut. Love it. Um, the I don't care about the Mark Eight and a half. I don't think I care. Is that bad? You could care about what you. I want. should care, I just, I, but I want to care. But I think the Mark Eight yeah. made me not care about golfs anymore. <laughs> so it. I need to be one back, but I'm wanting the ID two. The ID two in my head is sort of like yeah. It's just it's a it's sort of it's appealing mm. in principle, isn't it? It looks it looks nice and it looks sort of small and chunky and VW ish, and hopefully they they're getting their mojo back uh, around electric cars. Uh, the ID seven suggests they're heading in the right direction. Um, and but the the most memorable thing that I saw on the ID seven afternoon, I was driving around in terrible weather. Is I was, it was around Milton Keynes, of course. You know, in those big wide boulevards yes. that they have there and for people who've never been to Milton Keynes it's sort of a lot of the roads because it's a new town built on a kind of American grid system grid principle so a lot of dual carriageways with a wide grass central reservation between yes and I saw someone in a Kia EV6 and they crossed in front of my carriageway into the central bit now it was pouring with rain <laughs> and the roads were slick wet and then clearly this person in the EV6 decided they were going to go for it and pull out onto the opposite carriageway and head off where they were going. So they, they must have absolutely matted it. <laughs> and the EV6 became visibly squirrely. <laughs> you know, when you see a car, like, sort of heave rocking around, and I was, like, squirming. And I was like, bloody hell, because they can be a bit lively, those cars. Yeah. I mean, the GT particularly. Yeah. But, but I've never actually seen somebody visibly wrestling with one because they've overdone it. It was lurching and squirming, was it? Well, I imagine because the stability control was probably having having a busy day all of a sudden that it was never going to fully lose it. But that's the thing. What you could see was just the lurching, yeah, the lurching and the and the, the sort of wiggling. It was wiggling its hips. Oh, gosh. So whoever you were, sir or madam, um, I, I admire your commitment, but it might have been a little much given the conditions. I know we're still talking about cars, which is probably not what people listen to us for, and I apologise. Mm. I got, mm. got over 41.5 miles per gallon in the Ghetto Boxster. 
last week. Did you? Yeah, I really did. And I wasn't driving it at 40 miles an hour. I was driving back from Cheshire um, on yes. most fast roads. I am, I'm in love with the Ghetto Boxster. Not going to lie. Fair enough. I am so Crikey. pleased with it. I've got the roof working again. Um, thanks to Car Hoods Northern up in Cheshire. That's what I went up to do. Went up to just check whether it was possible to make the roof work again without replacing everything. And sure enough, Car Reefs, Car Reefs Brackets Northern, or how do they? Car Car Hoods Northern. I will, uh, if you want me to dig out their website, I can. Um, And and I must also, again, obviously thank to, uh, I need to thank the other two people who helped resurrect the box to which a video is incoming for this, which is uh, LaRose down in Kent who did a deep service on it and confirmed with me that I hadn't bought a shit one, which is always nice. Mm. Um, and obviously Birmingham Car Keys, uh, the boys at Birmingham yes. Car Keys who we've mentioned before, but above and beyond, honestly, above and beyond um, the call of duty to get that Porsche uh, fixed and on the button and it really is trustworthy honestly it's, it's been a joy yeah carhoodsnorthern.co.uk they only do obviously cabriolets but they do they do the hard top yeah. convertible things as well which they say most of those leak from the factory and cannot be mended properly <laughs> Oh God, they did that's... mention BMW 4 Series hardtop convertible. Yeah. He, they said there's a reason why they went back to having a fabric roof. Because mm. I always wondered that. Why have they gone from hardtop convertible back to fabric? Uh, so have... Uh... Well, pretty much everyone. I mean, everyone. even Ferrari, you know, the the Roma now is a convertible, so which negates the old California and mm. the, um, what was the other one called? The Portofino. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we will look back on that period of history with folding hard metal roofs and go, uh, particularly on four-seat cars. It's just Were we doing it for the um, sake of it? Uh, who knows? Now, uh, we should bring this to an end. Yeah. But uh, before we do, I have a confession. Uh, oh. I was, in the last week, I've been driving the ID7. That was one day out of my time. I've been back and forth to London twice, and I've just... Uh, You've been doing day drinking in London. Yeah. No, I, I haven't even <laughs> had time. I've been I've been doing proper work, and some stuff that's some things I can't talk about at the moment, but hopefully will in the future. The reason I mention this is because I haven't had time to think of a made-up show for you, or indeed find a piece of trivia for the third thing, so there won't be any of that this week, just to say that of course as you know johnny has a solo youtube channel that is called the late break show yes there's lots of excellent things on it and uh, as ever i've got a new book out called boring car trivia four um but that and the barn the, the barn find all. the barn find capri did actually go out on the late break show much to people's glee get away i wasn't actually lying and um no, I, know, I did actually i haven't watched it yet but i did see it and i went oh bloody hell i thought he was making that up. no so, not making it up all right, well, um, thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you particularly for all the suggestions about Model 3 pan swaps because uh, they've been extraordinary. And um, sorry we couldn't read out more of them and give people name checks, but there were, there were I'm not exaggerating what they say, hundreds. So, um, so th- thank you for all those. Thank you to everyone. And I know we never mention it, and we should do. If you really like this podcast, whatever platform you listen to it on, please rate us mm. by giving us a star rating, preferably all of the stars, however many there are. But mm. but but, yeah. but be honest and write a comment and spread the word because we always get told to say that, but we never do because basically me and Richard are useless and we end up talking about Sade instead. So talking of liking and subscribing, we do actually have a song about that and we can play it now. Well. But until next time, goodbye. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Bye. You know just what to do. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 